Welcome to the Shamelessly Ambitious Podcast. I'm your host, Ash McDonald, mom of three, therapist turned holistic business coach and cyclical planning expert. I went from burnout and hiding the messy behind the scenes of my business to being a shamelessly ambitious inflow CEO. On this show, you'll learn from shamelessly ambitious entrepreneurs just like yourself about how to ditch the shame, increase energy, and get more done with less effort. We are shedding light on what entrepreneurship really entails, sharing secrets to biohack your business, and learning how to therapeutically shift your CEO mindset to help you become the laser-focused, ultra-present, and shamelessly ambitious woman you deserve to be. I am so glad you're here, my friend. Let's dive in. Today, I am recording my first ever candid conversation. Essentially, these will be episodes spattered throughout all other episodes that didn't really have a plan. I wanted to create space within developing this podcast where I could come to you and just have some real candid conversations about the hard stuff that some of us don't say out loud or maybe only say parts of it out loud. Today, I'm coming to you from my luteal phase, which has felt a little harder this time around, if I'm being honest. In our luteal phase, we have a hormone called progesterone that surges through our body and tends to cause some PMS symptoms, some irritability, just a little bit of struggle bus, if I'm being honest. And sometimes when I am eating really well and nurturing my hormones and taking great care of myself, I don't feel it as heavy. And sometimes my circumstances our boss, (laughs) if if we're being honest here, right? Because sometimes you can take care of yourself so dang well and life still happens and it's still hard. Sometimes I get a little frustrated over people who say like, if you just had a perfect self-care routine or a perfect morning routine or a, you know, really great nutrition system or whatever the case may be, then you'll always feel great. Well, no, (laughs) can we just say new? That's not true because we're human and life happens and life outside of our circumstances happen and things can feel hard and stress can happen just simply because stress is happening. So I am Ludiel. I, today I'm grateful for fall weather and a change of scenery. It feels really good to watch the colors change and to have some alteration in what you see. I am a big lover of change. So season changes really, really inspire me. That being said, I am here today to talk to you about the unexpected, (laughs) the unexpected hardship. Being a mom and a CEO has absolutely tested some of my greatest limits. I love, 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 love being an ambitious woman. I'm good at it. I'm good at taking care of business, if you will. I'm really good at that. And sometimes when motherhood throws me the greatest curveballs, I become suffocated. And for a really long time, I really felt that that meant that I wasn't good at being a mom, that there was something wrong with me and in, in how I mommed, that there was something wrong with me, that sometimes it felt like it might be easier to work. Yes, I said it. It honestly can sometimes feel a heck of a lot easier to just work than it is to face the struggle of motherhood. 
my kiddos are three, four, and seven. And so we live, we live in a world of tantrums, unexpected tantrums, um, struggles over putting shoes on, not putting shoes on, being independent, not being independent, not wanting to take naps, not wanting the food, wanting the food. I mean, I know that you're listening to this and you're like, yes, 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 yes. Right. Motherhood is just that. Like you could plan the perfect, give you an example, pumpkin patch fall day. And it can all blow up on you (laughs) without any expectations at all. Like it just blows up. Now, I want to tell you the truth is I'm not actually coming here today because I personally had some horrible experience. Although I will admit that the past couple of weeks have been really hard in our household because almost all of our children have been sick um, for a while now. So there has been just a lot of struggle. But I'm actually coming because I was inspired by a situation that happened at a pumpkin patch today. I took my kiddos with my husband to a pumpkin patch and we had already probably had like three or four tantrums, although I still felt like we were, we were doing good. Everybody was covered in chocolate. It it was already a hot mess. However, things felt okay. And then I saw this mom and she had an older daughter, I would say probably like 12 or 13 um, with special needs. And then she had a younger daughter, probably like six or seven. Now, her older daughter was sort of wailing on her physically, in words, in like everything you could imagine. And this woman was holding on to her daughter, um, just like basically pleading, please, let's just go. Please, let's just get out of here. And then her younger daughter was crying hysterically. Now, I'm not sharing the story because I want any accolades whatsoever, but it didn't take me but a split second to run to her and basically put my hand on her back and say, how can I support you? And not because I felt for her, but because I felt with her. Because man, oh man, I, I know what it feels like to have your kids losing it. Now, I don't have a child with bona fide special needs. However, my middle son struggles a lot um, with what I believe is a traumatic brain injury that he got when he was 18 months old and something we have been fighting to uncover and discover for years. And he really struggles and sometimes he gets violent and sometimes he just doesn't seem to understand anything that I am saying. Sometimes he has full-blown anxiety attacks and panic attacks because he forgets things that I don't believe he should be forgetting. And we do a lot of appointments, which is really, really hard for him as we're trying to figure this all out. And so in that moment, when I saw her, I just, I fell for her. She looked over at me, her eyes full of tears. And she said, I'm just so embarrassed right now. Ugh. I just hugged her and I whispered in her ear that she was a really good mom. And she responded, I just thought this was going to be so different. And I thought it was going to be, you know, less busy. It was actually really chaotically busy at the time that we were there. And their dad is camping. And I usually wouldn't do this on my own, but I just, I had this like spring of courage. And I know you have felt that. I have felt that, that moment where you're like, yeah, it makes total sense to take all three of my children to a grocery store right now. It's going to be great. And then halfway through, you're like, what in the world was I thinking? So I look at her and... I tell her, gosh, we can never predict any of this. 
you just have to remember how dang good you're doing right now. And so we basically chatted for a second. Obviously her daughters were losing it. And so I had said what typically helps your daughter, her older daughter. So we exchanged names um, of her kiddos and I got down eye level with her girls and we helped her. We helped her get out of the pumpkin patch because that's all she really wanted to do was get to this car. But her daughter was panicking. Why am I sharing this with you? I'm sharing this with you because no matter what circumstance that you have, whether you've got super, super easy kids, which I don't think anybody has them, right? Or whatever your circumstances. I think it's important that we have these conversations of just how dang hard it can feel. And remember, the definition of shame is to feel as though you don't belong. And in that moment, when I saw that mom, I knew in my heart that that's what she felt, that she did not belong here. And I felt like my only purpose in that moment was to make sure that she knew that she did. Isn't that the greatest gift that we can give others? Is to simply say, me too. Or thank you for sharing with me. Or it feels heavy for me too. That is the greatest gift we can give. I've called it the me too effect, right? We don't necessarily need solutions, but we need somebody to say me too. And the whole premise of this podcast is to create a rippling effect of me too, whether it's in your ambition or in your dreams or in your motherhood or in your marital experience, the relationships that you carry, I want you to know that you are not alone. And that life is hard for all of us at different times. And I know that we live in a world where everybody is screaming from the top of their lungs that we must focus on the positive. And yes, my friend, yes, we must do that. But we must also feel what we feel and give space for it. Today, it wasn't my kids. Tomorrow might be. Today, I got to be that gift to hold another mom, to let another mom know that she was not alone. And tomorrow, I might need someone to be that gift for me. It's been really hard here lately. My kids have been sick. They haven't been in childcare. A lot of the work stuff I wanted to do fell behind. And I say that with a little bit of shame, if I'm being honest, because I'm constantly preaching that you got to stay in the moments that matter most, right? And there were certainly moments that I was right there and I enjoyed it and I was grateful for extra snuggles and extra time. But there was also a lot of moments where I felt like I'm not going to make it through this. This is too hard. This is also one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to become a holistic business coach, if you will, is after years of being a therapist and building my own businesses and looking around and never being able to find a coach out there that could truly understand what I went through, I knew I needed to fill a gap. And this isn't to say that coaches that aren't moms are not good. They're incredible. They're amazing. But I I personally deeply require empathy i.e. 
somebody being able to truly stand in my shoes. Now, I've had a lot of incredible coaches that are not moms, so please hear me in this. All that I'm simply saying is that I wasn't seeing a lot out there. Like me, a mom who's willing to say, I had this launch planned and it was going to be amazing. And then three of my kids got sick and now it's just not a thing. And I'm pivoting and I'm finding new ways. And it kind of sucks, but there's probably a reason for it. And I'm going to find the positive, but first I'm going to cry. (laughs) Right? So I wanted to come in here. I wanted to share that story. If nothing else, then to maybe, maybe, maybe gift you the Me Too effect as well. But then I also wanted to give you a couple tips and tricks that I do carry up my sleeve um, in order to sort of move through the unexpected kid stuff, right? That tantrum, that sick kiddo, the unexpected diagnosis, the fight with your husband, even if it's not kid stuff, the fight with your spouse, the, you know, the launch that didn't go well. The most important thing that you can do when you feel just that, that stress that is anxiety ridden. One is to breathe, which I know is super annoying, but it's true, is to breathe. Literally make your inhales and your exhales match, whether that's counting to five and then counting to five or 10 and then 10. I personally like to go all the way to 10 and move myself from 10, nine, eight, seven, six, five, all the way down. So basically breathing in to the count of 10, breathing out to the count of 10. Breathing in to the count of nine, breathing out to the count of nine. And once I do this, I do a body scan. So I basically go from the top of my head down to my toes, just feeling for any areas that are very, very tense. And I energetically move the tension away. This is the first way that I start to kind of get back into my body. And then I ground myself. So whether that's going outside and kind of putting my feet in the ground, this act in and of itself, the breathing and the body scan are grounding. Um, But I like to sort of solidify the practice. So it's a three-step practice that I put into play whenever stress seems to just unexpectedly take over my body. And I know that I have subsequently literally removed myself from my body, like the fight or flight, and I need to get back in it. And then when it comes to being an ambitious woman, I am very mindful about the fact that something that happens for me when stress takes over, particularly the unexpected kid stuff that impacts my work is I start to feel like I'm falling behind and I'll never catch up. And, you know, I'm a pretty scheduled woman. And so my days are pretty like set in stone. And when they go great, they go great. And when they don't, they just don't. And it's real bad. And so one of my favorite things to do is to sit and write my to-done list, basically to recenter myself on what I have completed. Um, Whether it's I finished this load of laundry, I fed three children, I washed these dishes, I engaged with my audience, I posted this post, I answered this email. Like, even if they're smaller things, there's always things that we accomplish, right? In fact, I just recently did this um, when planning for Q4. I was feeling just not where I wanted to be. And I laugh at this because I was so in my head of just like, I anticipated this and this is where I am. So I am failing. Oh my gosh. Do you ever do that? Like just what? No, (laughs) no. Anyway, before I went on to plan Q4, I sat and just did a massive brain dump of all the things that I 
accomplished so far um, from like the being list. So the things I did with my family, the way that I was present, the five hour work days that I've cultivated this year, all those sort of things, as well as the doing. So the accomplishments that I've had. And uh, when I looked at that list, I was like, dang, even if that was it, I have so much to celebrate. And the truth is, I feel that even on the day to day, because, oh man, us women, I mean, come on. The amount of things I do before seven o'clock in the morning without even knowing it, like even if my list included brush my teeth, floss my teeth, wash my face, got in the shower, like all the things that I like, oh my gosh, right? So I always like to start with a to-done list. And then I, I like to think of just one priority. If there's one thing that I can get done today that's going to make me feel like I moved the needle forward in my business, I moved the needle forward in my goals, what is that one thing? And then I look at my day and figure out ways to batch that in. Whether, yes, it's at night when the kids go to sleep or it's during a nap time or it's asking my husband if he can come up and take over for 45 minutes so I can accomplish this or it's calling a grandma or a friend or whatever the case may be. Because if I'm looking at the whole picture, there's no way I'm going to do it. And then I just become paralyzed in the spot. But if I just focus on the one thing, my goal being that I go to sleep very, very conscious and cognizant of how I feel, of feeling like I moved forward, even if just a nudge, and knowing that I did my due diligence to take care of myself. Because my friend, we just don't need the me to effect from others. We need it from ourselves. I've used this phrase for many years, um, but it is to mom yourself. And I'm going to leave you on this note, but I think it's really important. When I think of the ways sometime that I talk to myself, right? Maybe if I put myself in the situation, I remember Beckham, my middle guy, had this, oof, this fit. And I think we were in a target a couple months back and he was thrashing and throwing himself on the ground and knocking things over and screaming horrible, embarrassing things at me. Oh, and in my head, you know, what happens instantly is this is happening because you're not a good enough mom and people are staring at you and people are judging you and you should know how to deal with this and just all these things. Now, I have to really be in my own head to truly hear them, but subconsciously they're happening. And I remember because I just taught a lesson on how to control and rewire your brain. So it's helpful that I teach this, but I remember really hearing it. And then I remember what I tell all my clients. If you wouldn't let somebody talk to your child like that, never let yourself talk to yourself like that. Right? And so when I say the phrase mom yourself, it essentially means what would you do? So I always think of like my daughter, for instance, if I heard my daughter, let's say she's older and I hear my daughter say, I am just a horrible mom and I have no idea what I'm doing. How would I respond to her? Oh, friend. I mean, I could just cry thinking about this. I would hold her so close. And I would tell her she's the best mother I have ever seen. And that nobody knows what they're doing. And that her love, her endless love for her kids is all that they will ever need. My friend, today, right now, in this moment, you are doing incredible. You are incredible. And you are loved and you are seen and you are not alone. You are not alone. Mm 
Thank you so much for tuning in. Let this act as your daily reminder that you are exactly who you're supposed to be. I'm just here to hold the mirror up long enough for you to see it. If you love this episode, I would be so endlessly grateful if you'd leave a review and share it with your people so they can become shamelessly ambitious too. And as always, screenshot this episode, tag me when you share it on IG, and never ever hesitate to reach out with any questions you have. I'll see you next time. Bye.